What's up, Mail-In crew? Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I am your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, I have a special guest in the studio. He is the one and only Sally's husband, Will DeFreeze. Will, what is going on? Not too much. Pleasure to be here. Glad to fill in. Uh, when, when my wife needs help, just everyone remember, I'm the first person to raise my hand and say, I will do it. I'm going to help everybody out. You absolutely are. Uh, credit to you for that. No one can deny that. Nobody nobody can deny that. Um, if you're listening out there, unfortunately, you can't watch today. That is because uh, our producer, Randy, is up in Indiana uh, grieving with his family and friends over the loss of his father. So we are sending our best, our love, our shouts, and uh, and all of the things to Randy. Randy Trimbecki, the one and only. Our guy. Anyway. He's that dude. And we love him. Yeah. And we hope that... He's doing okay. So on that note, sorry uh, for starting the pot off on that, but we wanted to shout out our boy, Randy. Please subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify uh, to the Mail-In Podcast. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. <clears throat> well, before we jump into questions, what's like? What's going on? Well, you're out of the host chair. Does this feel weird to you? So I'm currently sitting where Sally normally sits. Yep. I f- I, I'm on numerous podcasts within the Wash Network. Mm-hmm. It is extremely, extremely rare to sit in this seat. I almost feel out of place. Like I, I'm a little rattled right now because normally I will sit in the third seat, I will call it. Sure. Uh, or I will sit in the number one producer seat mm-hmm. where you work the board and everything. I don't know. I'm out of sorts today. You're out of sorts. Well, that, that's that's okay though. You're you're going to co-pilot this episode. You're going to do just fine. Do you, are you familiar uh, with the Mail-In Podcast, by any chance? I, I think yeah. I've I've listened to it just a couple times. So a lot of the times, uh, Sally will make some big declaration about something you do at home, perhaps, or something you do uh, at restaurants, or something you do uh, in, in like Michigan, for example. And and there have been many a time that. I, I almost want to text you and come in, like have you come into the studio and be like, hey, we I just want to make sure we're we're all on the same page here. We need an intern to keep track of the times that I get mentioned so that I have an opportunity to defend myself like once a quarter. Right. You need I a, don't I don't think she wrongs me that often. No. It's it's never anything bad. It's it's usually something like small. Like, well, yeah, Will Will, when he gets out of bed in the morning to go to the bathroom, he like takes the covers off me or something like that and I get cold. Well, <laughs> Big, big dog's got to have a lot of covers over yeah, there. So it's stuff like that. But you need a rebuttal episode like once a quarter. I know. I need to start. I need to start. Maybe I just start keeping track on my own. I'm usually a. Uh, I'm usually a YouTube viewer of the mail-in. I've found that uh, when when Fritz is like playing or something, mm-hmm. I think he he kind of just likes having Sally's voice around every once in a while. So I'll oh, just toss cool. that on every once in a while, and it seems to do just fine. Does he like watch the? Can he? Does he know that Sally on TV? I think he knows, but like it's it. He loses interest quite quickly. Uh, oh, I don't think damn. there's bright enough lights or uh, uh, an, an engaging enough plot line. He's deep into Paddington two right now. That's tight. Well, what do you think Hugh of Grant Paddington? Guy. What do you think of Paddington one? So Paddington one is is really really good. Mm-hmm. But once you've seen Paddington 2, it's like it's not even close that Paddington 2 is the better movie. In terms of villains, uh, while Nicole Kidman does a great job, I, I have to ride with Hugh Grant in this. It's just a much more engaging plot line. And uh, mainly because Fritz is more engaged in the Hugh Grant po- plot line. If Nicole Kidman's on the screen, he's like, eh, boring. Hmm. Fast forward to the Paddington part. Interesting. How about that? What? It's a perfect Sunday. Paddington 2 might be the perfect Sunday movie. Ooh. What a flick. Ooh, I'm gonna go with like uh, 
something uh, like Independence Day. Something I know everything that's going to happen. Um, Independence and it, Day. <laughs> and, it's, and it's still fun. That, and, Independence Day might be the worst Sunday movie. There's why? Because there's, there's, there's a spacecraft going at Earth. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, don't need that, I don't need that hovering over me, literally or figuratively. Some people did God. I'll, yeah. I'm, spoiler alert. Couple people. Couple people. Uh, do you want to do the questions? Yes. Sweet. Let's jump in. What is up, y'all? A drunk text situation happened to me last night that is my head in a pretzel. For some background, I met a girl a couple of weeks back at a bar near my place. We chatted for a while and realized that we are the same age and went to the same college on the West Coast. We exchanged numbers, and at the end of the night, uh, I had been planning to try to take her out sometime soon. I've been out of town for a while and had some people visiting, uh, so that had to wait a bit, but I didn't think it was anything egregious. Cut to last night at 1 a.m. This is how about a storyteller right here? No. You, uh, you guys get such long questions on the mail in. Cut to last night at 1 a.m. I'm at my friend's place having some drinks after dinner and see her name pop up on my phone with those infamous three letters W Y D. Folks, the boy was buzzing. Not to appear overeager, I decide to wait a bit before, uh, before replying. After an entire three minutes, I craft the perfect text Quote, I'm hanging at my buddy's place right now what are you up to and hit send Ernest Hemingway eat your heart out at this point I'm strutting around the party like Barry Bonds after going yard I soon realized it had been a while since she hadn't or and she hadn't replied I had a couple knockout martinis earlier in the evening and I was feeling bold so I send a follow-up text it does not go through at this point I realized something was up and I quickly noticed she had just unfollowed me on Instagram this morning, just to be doubly sure, I try to send another text, which also does not go through. She has blocked my number. Now, I've been involved in my fair share of drunk texts, but this one's lost me. Do I just chalk this one up as a loss and charge it to the game? I had genuinely, genuinely been planning to ask her out, but that ship appears to have sailed. The kid is fucking rattled. Coach might need to sit me down for a while. Maybe couple, take a couple shifts off. It's brutal out here. To make this all even funnier, this happened on the night of my 30th birthday dinner. Love what y'all do. Keep fighting the good fight. What happened here? I, I don't really know. Like, I feel for this guy. Uh, 1 a.m. Yep. He gets, text. The, he gets the what What are you doing? What? What's up? Like, I'm trying to think of any scenario that is forgiving to either party here. And I just don't think there are many scenarios that are forgiving to both. Like... He, okay, he didn't craft the perfect text. It's the not, perfect text was not, I'm hanging at my buddy's place right now. What are you up to? Mm -hmm. What is the, the perfect text in that situation is uh, whatever you're doing, right? Like, yeah, you gotta, you, you can't, it's 1 a.m., mm -hmm. okay? It's 1 a.m. You cannot be the, you cannot be slow playing and not texting back at 1 a.m. I'm worried that he opened up the what you doing text. Mm-hmm. And didn't realize that he sent a red receipt and suddenly she's like, oh, he just read my text and put his phone back in his pocket. And now I'm mm. sitting here for three minutes, like doing nothing. But like, okay, here's my theory. My theory is that she sent out a couple what you do in texts. Oh, and she got, he, he and, was second to I the think, party. Yes. I think he was, I think he oh. was late. And I think that in order to remedy this, she decided that she would uh, block his number so that the other person wouldn't see her phone lighting up and see that she sent out like 
you know, mm. numerous. Mm-hmm. She unfollowed him on Instagram just in case, you know, you don't want those notifications to pop up. Like, hey, my texts aren't going through. Do you still want to meet up? Yeah. I think th- I think this guy might have lost the race. He lost the race. He might, you know, the battle has been lost. I, I think the war has been lost as well. This this is just a, a, an outrageous and egregious uh, drunk text situation. Three minutes is, <clears throat> granted, that's, I, I guess, too long in this in this case. I just don't I like what mind state or mind minds what I don't even know what I'm trying mindset? to say. Mindset? What mindset is she in that she's sending this text? Unless it's like a joke and she's like with her girls, like, oh, I'm gonna touch this guy and then block like that's, that's a weird move. That's a that's a crazy move. That's, yeah, I mean, and if that was the case, then I'd say that he dodged a bullet here. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like he wanted to dodge this bullet. It no. sounded like he wanted to take one for the team like really hard right now. He wanted to jump in front of yes. that bullet. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. Like, bottom line, you've lost this, and it's unfortunate, and uh, you're right to be rattled. Move on to the next one and climb another hill. Brett, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, hugely older than you, but I'm older mm-hmm. than you. Yeah. Um, is blocking someone's number standard protocol when it comes to uh, like the the whole ghosting scenario that p- kids are doing these days? Because blocking a number was mm-hmm. never something you did unless you had a reason to block that number. Correct. Like, I, I hate this person. They won't stop texting. No, I, I fall under your category. And maybe I'm an old soul, Will. Uh, but, but blocking, and correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm going to make a generalization. This It feels like the fairer sex mm-hmm. uh, is usually the one to block. I, I've never, yeah, I've never received a block before, or at least I, not I, one that I, I I've known have. of. And yeah. So I'm just, I, it just doesn't seem like something that you should be doing. I just don't under like why. What is the block more for you or more for me? You know, like is the block so you can't text me? Yeah. Or or so I can't. You know, like there's there's something there. If someone needs to block somebody in order to not have that relationship, then I, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sure. in if favor a, of that. A cold turkey move. Yeah. yeah. Like if you need to do that to your ex to make sure like, hey, that I don't do something stupid when I go out and have a couple margs, mm. then just go do that. But yeah, I, I've never I've never understood it as a weapon to uh, get out of a flirtation before. Like that just seems, that seems unnecessary and a little harsh. A little overkill yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. To, to, to this guy, uh, great writer, by the way. But Yeah, uh, he, he went in. Unfortunately, this one's over, buddy, and we uh, we move on to the next. Although I will never understand this, and and it will sit in the back of your head for for months, if not years. Yeah, this guy's gonna this guy's going to uh, have a a lot of thoughts going through his head the next uh, post one a.m. text that he gets from someone that he has a crush on. Speaking of being up at one a.m. with a lot of thoughts going through my head, you picked out a tree yet? <sighs> Fast growing trees. <laughs> is our first sponsor of today's episode. Breathe some life into your backyard with fastgrowingtrees.com this spring. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, let fastgrowingtrees.com help you plant your dream garden with their expert advice and fast and reliable shipping. Will, what kind of stuff are you working with on your on a patio basis or, or a houseplant basis? Well, so the first time I used fast growing trees, I was actually very surprised because when I, we get we get gift certificates to mm-hmm. to, to these websites, we and, get some and, store credit. Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, so I can get a tree out of this. And mm-hmm. I went to their website and I was like, oh, I, I can't. I don't just need to get one tree. I can get numerous uh, mm-hmm. plants right now. This is absolutely wonderful. Uh, I live in a harsh environment, Brett. the The sun hits my patio every day very hard, uh, all morning and into the early afternoon. Nice. And so, while I can't speak to the exact plant that I have because uh, it's got a very scientific name, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have to have those plants, and I have to have uh, 
certain plants that can survive in those harsh environments like Texas. Mm -hmm. And the sorting that you can do, uh, the the different filters that they have, whether it's toxic to pets, whether yeah, that's it, important. It, it needs you know regular watering, etc. There's just so many different things. Fastgrowingtrees.com. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Fastgrowingtrees.com. Fastgrowingtrees.com. Plant experts curate thousands of easy to grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Like we'll mention, Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything in between. That's what a tagline. What a tagline. Beautiful. Happy plants, happy home, right? But sometimes it's hard to know which plants will do best. No problem, because with fastgrowentries.com, you get customized recommendations based on your specific needs, plus their plant experts are always available to keep your plants growing healthy through the season and beyond. Uh, I bought a lime tree. I love that for you. Yep. I love that for you. I bought a lime tree. I'm just going to throw it out there. I want my, when I'm making homemade marks and I'm sipping, you better know I'm hopping on my patio. Don't pick them too early. No, I don't, don't want to. I won't, too early. I won't, dude. I won't. You have to be careful. Relax. Join over 1.5 million happy, fast-growing tree crust customers. Uh, go to fastgrowingtrees.com/slash/mailin now to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com/slash/mailin. How about the next one, Will? Hey guys, my wife and I are ready to begin trying to have our first child. We're both all in on starting a family together and are trying to do this in the most informed way possible. My wife has been researching ovulation, how to prepare her body for childbearing, and talking with doctors about the process. In the eyes of this nincompoop, she's killing it. That said, what do I, as the husband, need to uh, do to prepare for this entire process? Sally or Will, what did Will do that was helpful uh, for him slash you, or what would you advise husbands know before embarking on this journey? Will, I'm just going to Turn that around so you get that question. Thanks in advance and major shout to all the washed families. What would you uh, What would you give some advice here? Ooh. what do you wish you knew, or what 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 did you know? I, know, as, I knew nothing. We had the we had the the more difficult part in the childbearing process. I knew nothing. Childbearing process, like absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel like I know nothing when it comes to everything. Um, but like yeah, John women Snow. have a lot more to prepare for in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh. Because their bodies have to go through these things. They have to, um, you know, take ovulation tests. They have to ovulation. Uh, just do everything, you know. So much of the onus falls on them. And so, uh, you know, we were very fortunate with Fritz that we did, did not have to go through a long process. And I was very thankful for that. And so a lot of my mental preparation was more about the possibility of having to go through a long process. Because once you see one of your friends going through sure. it. And then once you see two people going through it, suddenly you're like, oh, that's a very big reality that no one tells you when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid or when you're a teenager, everyone tells you that if you have unprotected sex, you are going to have a child. Mm-hmm. And what you learn when you're like in your 30s is that like that's simply not true, Yeah, especially for a lot of couples. And so, yeah, for me, it was more, uh, it was more the mental preparation of like, okay, we need to keep our expectations in a place that is comfortable because this might not happen quickly. Luckily for us, it did. But it, it was it, – it's just difficult for everybody. How long from like uh, getting it on, so to speak, to pregnancy test is there? I don't know, to be honest. Mm. I don't know. Could, I, pro- I probably could Google that, but I've, always, I've, I've just – I never have. Yeah, I don't know. Like when, when we found out Fritz was pregnant, I almost didn't believe it. I was like, well, that, that happened too fast. 
It's like, yeah, does that? I was like, is it that quick? I was like, no, that can't be right. Huh. Like that, this happened so quickly. Like what? How this? How this happen? What were the first like twenty four hours like as a husband and uh, soon to be dad? When you're like, oh my god. Well, we were still like in the pandemic, so like my brain was already like scattered, or not, not in the pandemic, like not. No, we weren't totally in lockdown or anything, but we were still kind of in the wake of all that. So sure. we were spending a lot of time at home. Um, it it was a it was a weird realization, uh, just because. I mean, it's something you've never experienced before. And the first 24 hours for me were very like, oh, okay, uh, this is happening. Like, I think I was just probably a zombie. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet if you, I bet if I, if we went back and watched the episode of Circling Back the day after I found out, mm. I bet that I'm like, I bet I'm quiet and like, oh man. Just like, like staring through the wall kind of thing. Yeah. But like, you just have to keep your wife sane. That's, right. You, that, you that are, is your job. You were at her beck and call. Mm-hmm. And even in going through the trying to get pregnant and then probably the early early pregnancy is where the, I believe we're kind of like the morning sickness stuff comes in. Yeah. And, yeah. And so that's, that's all you are just her uh, servant. Like, her. yeah, you just got to make sure that everything's firing and that, uh, that you are going to be uh, a supportive person because there's a lot of swings in, in. I, I don't know the terminology hormones that's like a problem I think that sounds right like yeah. it, that you just you just have to be uh understanding and don't escalate situations that don't need to be escalated sometimes you just have to understand like the situation is the way it is and uh I just need to uh like something something Sally asked me sometimes when I'm frustrated and I've now had to understand that this is, should be a two-way street mm-hmm. she's like do you want comfort or do you want answers here ooh and Sometimes you just need comfort, and when during during that process, I learned that comfort was definitely uh, the thing that that she needed more than answers most of the time. Interesting, maybe so because I didn't have answers. You need to become a master of de-escalation, Correct. if you will. Correct. I think I think that helps things okay. because I th- who knows? I mean, everyone. The more pressure you put on yourself, like the more every single time that something doesn't happen or does happen, it just feels worse. Yeah, and and I I think the the one thing that I would be nervous about and going into this process not that i am for a uh, extended period of time would be like if your wife uh you know you get pregnant and then your wife has like a fever or she has like a stomach cramp or something like that and even when you have a child immediately after like oh my god emergency room like is there is there just so many false alarms that you sort of it's like the or you cried wolf situation. You're just like, all right, we got to stop going to the hospital or like stop calling our doctor. No, we, well, it, I don't know. I'm probably not a good person to ask this question to because Sally, because she works in a hospital, uh, she's, she she's like a... really, really good friends with uh, her doctor mm-hmm. um, just on a personal level, not just a work friend level. Sure. And so like, if there's ever been anything wrong, she just like, she just went in and was like, okay, mm-hmm. got it. Okay. I'm, I'm checking this out. So it's nice, it's nice so to have a medical. She always idea. had that. Like, and, and it was at a time when I couldn't go to the hospital because I was, um, mm. I mean, you just weren't allowed to go in. It was during that's right the pandemic, and, so, and everyone had COVID, so they weren't letting people go in. And I think I got to go to a couple appointments just because the doctor was like, "No, Will can come in." But, um, yeah, it, it. I don't know. She she would wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and be like, "I don't know. I have a weird feeling." And it was just like, "Okay, oh, yeah. I mean, I know that everything's probably fine, but uh, let's uh, let's uh, go look at the baby using our portable." thing you had a portable ultrasound thing yeah i mean because her her, her dad's a anesthesiologist and so he had this like 
he had this technology that you just plug into your iPad and you can do it. And no then way. Uh, when when he ended up getting a new one for work, and so he gave it to mm. her, and so we can literally just plug it in. It's not the most high quality ultrasound by okay. any means, but uh, there were a couple late night, middle of the night ultrasounds that we did just to you know That's con- awesome. confirm that, that everything is like, was fine. That is so cool. It was. Uh, when we when he gave it to us, I couldn't believe that it actually worked on an iPad. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Yeah, like what? Like, what? Can you imagine our grandparents like no, listening they'd to this? They'll be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, they'd be like, no, "What? Huh?" <clears throat> uh, did you take any classes, like birthing classes or swaddling classes? I read a I read a book. Nice. I read a book that broke things down by week Ooh. for the the father, and so oh, okay. uh, it kind of said like, uh, "This is where they are probably going to be like a phase that they're going to be entering." And this is what you can do. And I didn't read the whole thing, but mm-hmm. there were definitely times when I was like, okay, I should probably read this. Uh, we didn't do any classes though. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I guess the pandemic might have helped with that. Did, yeah, maybe. Did, maybe it was David, like there was like a Zoom class at some yeah, point. Yeah, I, 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 pretty much everyone I know has taken a class. And mm-hmm. I think I'm an outlier here. And I wasn't against it, but it just wasn't something we did. Uh, if I'm being honest, I think I probably could have used a couple. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. I had no clue what I was doing. Did, did the book you, re- uh, you read... Did it have any like super macho analogies? Like, think no, of, you're the lions no. in the second half no, and no. you have to this, be like. <laughs> this book was so dumb. I mean, not so dumb. It was good, but it was like, it was very uh, just like positive parent vibes. Just like trying to make you feel good about yourself and and know that, you know, what, it's all going to be okay. Yeah, I'd say. A uh, lot of illustrations. That's that's cool. To this guy, I'd say Google is probably your best and worst friend uh, and YouTube is is don't google too. the bad stuff yeah. don't google the bad stuff yeah just just be her support system and uh make sure that everything revolves around her and when she's ovulating go to town there you go that's what that's 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 what they tell you to do speaking of going to town hey guys i have a college buddy getting married cinco de mayo weekend this year in sea island georgia uh, my wife and I are setting up getting in an Airbnb with two other couples this being two of my college roommates and their significant others I've taken the lead on looking for Airbnb spots for us and ended up finding something for six people at a great price. My question, if the cost is split evenly three ways, is there some certain process on who gets which rooms and beds? Uh, The place I found is a master of the king bed, another bedroom with a queen, and another bedroom with a stacked double. Apparently, the third couple in the group is complaining about the third bedroom, but my thought is the person who books gets automatic dibs on the master and then it's free for all uh, for, uh, it's a free for all between the other two couples. Do I need to have it where whoever gets the master room pays more? Am I crazy? I wish I knew how old this person was. Mm. But if they're going to Sea Island for a weekend, yeah, with two other couples, I'm going to assume that they're relatively successful and uh, they are um, at a good age. But I think age plays a factor here. Sometimes I don't I, think that's the main factor. Yeah, I, I wish. I wish, damn, I, you know, this isn't like, I wish we had Sally here because I know Sally has a very well, so, rigid Airbnb structure. Okay. So there's one scenario where there's a top dog and that person gets to choose the room. There's one scenario where they get first right of refusal no matter what. Okay. And that is if you have a guest of honor. If it's the bachelor party, oh, yeah, the, yeah. whatever, like mm-hmm. that is a no brainer. You get the best. Yep. From there, the lines get a lot more blurry to me. They do, and I tend. This is just sort of my my first gut reaction. I tend to agree with this guy that the booker gets the master. So I think that whoever is most inconvenienced by 
the property that you are staying on, okay. whoever is the most inconvenienced, I think gets the next choice. So if you Ooh, are the okay. person whose name is on the uh, the documentation mm-hmm. that is the legal security deposit, of what, yeah. yeah, like then you get you have a little more clout. Yep. Um, yeah, if, you're, you, if your name's on the Airbnb and you're responsible, yeah, you get the first. Because like. I mean, I've been in situations where I know that I'm the low man on the totem pole. I went to a bachelor party where I did absolutely no planning. Mm-hmm. I didn't do shit. And I knew, hey, I don't deserve anything right okay. now. Okay. Like, I'm along for the ride. And what I ended up doing was I stayed in – we had a full-size bunk bed. Cool. So it's – my buddy and I walked in the room. We were like, dude, let's take this room, full-size bunk bed. Like, we can do this. And then we started to realize that – uh, we were going to have to have someone in the bed with us. So not only it wasn't going to be two of us in that room. It was going to be four people in this bunk bed together. And uh, it was at that moment that I was like, man, it pays off to be one of the planners in this situation that has a little more skin in the game. It does. It does. I think the, the biggest, I don't want to call it a misconception. The biggest thing with Airbnbs, especially on on buddies or couples or weddings or whatever trip this may be, Couples throw such a wrench in these things. They do. And I say you're as the booker of the Airbnb, you didn't the master. And I think that holds true in this situation as you are bringing your significant other. If you're a solo booker yeah, booking you, a trip for multiple other you got, you couples. You gotta go mid-range. You have to get like the second best. Yeah, better. yeah. You gotta go You mid-range. gotta give the master to a couple. Because like why like why do why yeah, do couples you're absolutely have this built in Yeah, you're correct. Like, like cut the line as in terms of bedrooms, and I get it. Like, it makes sense to a degree, right? They they share a bathroom. They want to be together in in the same room. They're they're in theory creating more space for somebody else. But like, they they get the they get the fast pass. I think one thing that people need to realize, and I don't think I realized this until I started thinking through this question, mm-hmm. is that a lot of the time we focus way too much on the the sleeping situation. Like, if you have a bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone should be relatively happy. Not everyone's right. going to be because everyone has their own skin in the game and their mm-hmm. own their own ambitions. But like wh- what you're paying for on this trip is not is not the, the bedroom. You're paying for this piece of land with the house on it in this sweet place, Sea Island, Georgia, mm-hmm. where you get to go enjoy yourself. Like that's your that's your ticket to go stay there for you know a long weekend or a few nights. Sure, it encompasses more than just the bedroom. It's the whole house, and so I think the yep. difference in price. If you think about the difference in price like now if if you're a single dude and, and they really want you to come on the trip it's like well, you're going to give that person a discount cuz you're like no we need this we need this little like you know fuse over here to to ignite our our fun agree and but, the, if single guy should not she everybody should pay the same share like a couple's not getting this you like you your bedroom doesn't count as one rate yeah you know what i mean like it, it's both people are paying the entire house cost uh-huh. that like the single dude is also paying that Correct. same share but in this specific case, I think the, the best way to, to attack this question is, or Airbnbs in general, like, hey, case by case basis, we'll break down. Like, it's like we need like Airbnb court. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I, if the third couple wants to argue this, because they have a point, there's a clear hierarchy of rooms. Like, they do have a point. Yeah. They, they do, do have, have a point. Whether or not the other two couples, uh, you know, they, I feel like they have the ammo to shoot them down and be like, you know what, just deal with it. Just deal with it. I I wonder if you throw him a bone on 
like a maybe a food voucher, if you will. Yeah, maybe like like hey, get around to drinks on the golf course if you go out and, and yeah. play around or something. Like there maybe there's something you can do. Maybe the top the top, I say the top two couples. Maybe the nice bedroom couples get uh, the lion's share of the of the house food and drink, perhaps. Or maybe they're excused from the liquor portion. Something to sort of even this out, but but split the house evenly, and then give them give them a a, a break on some of the add-ons yeah i think i'm much harsher about this because uh you know being with sally for the last however many years and her family when we go on a family trip we always rent a house because it's more economical and uh <laughs> the the race for bedrooms uh within yeah. that, that the the five siblings is always quite entertaining to watch i've always been run to the second or third best yeah it's it, if i if i walk into a room and i see something that i like I will put my bag down. Sure. Um, it's very rare that I will go to a second room if I find one that I like immediately just because mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it's not worth risking it at this point. That's no doubt. It's, a couple it, years ago, our, our brother and sister-in-law had to um, – they had to sleep in a room that smelled like sewage the entire vacation. Ooh. The next year, they got a good room because yeah. they were like, uh, no, we were the sewage people last year, so we're going to uh, – we're going to take this nice You don't want to be the year. swamp people two years in a row. Yeah, exactly. And so – and like they had a case to have a really nice room the second year. That's and, fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. and you can do it on a, on a year-by-year year basis like, yeah hey. like hey next trip uh to sea island with these people uh you guys get the the nicer bedroom fair be like hey we That's got fair. the bunk bed last time guys <laughs> uh we had a, a king size bunk bed in utah it Whoa. was the coolest thing i've ever but Whoa. like it almost felt dangerous i'm like there's way too much weight above me right now yeah it's scary and when somebody would climb in we put shouts to Nikki winners he's a he's a smaller fella we we're like Nikki, you're on top man <laughs> uh when he would get in the bed would it, it would shake, it would creak, it would sway almost. And I'm like, this is going to be an awful way to go out. Yeah, yeah. I was worried the night the night that we had to sleep at the bachelor party with two people. I was on mm. the top with my buddy, and yeah. In hindsight, they put the two denser people on the top bunk, and we had two uh, skinnier people on the bottom yeah, it one. Throws off the whole ratio. It's we top really should have switched. Yeah, it yeah. was it was not not ideal. But I will say, king king bunk bed. Incredible. You basically have, it, it, it's like feeling like you have your own bed. Well, those didn't exist when we were kids. Like, no, I feel like God, this no. is like a newer thing. And so now I feel like when people our age see bunk beds that aren't just singles, it blows our minds. We're like, holy shit, that's incredible. It might have even been like a, like a California kid. Like this, this thing was huge. Was I've massive. seen, I've seen larger ones. I've never actually slept in one, but I thought they were cool whenever I roll upon one. You know what we could do if like, in theory, if you're spending a, a good amount of time somewhere? What? What could we do? How about some green chef at the crib? You're going to order. You're going to. I don't hate this movie. You're just going to order a meal service kit yep. to the place that you're staying in. And it's going to provide you three meals for dinner that can that can feed four people. There you go. For like. I actually don't hate that A idea. great price. If you're going on vacation, just doing that yeah, real quick. Especially and like, yeah, we don't want to go to the store. Especially if you haven't subscribed before and you get the intro rate. Boom. You're, you're, you got free dinner. Yeah. How about that? Green chef. Is one of my favorite sponsors on the Mail-In Podcast. I think everybody knows that about me. Green Chef has, has changed, literally changed my diet and the way I look at doing dinner, honestly. Because what they do is they send you a box of ingredients, not a, a, a pre-made situation, which are good for on-the-go people. But this like makes you feel like a chef. Mm -hmm. You're familiar with Green Chef, Will. I am. They're hearty meals. Uh, they're honestly, it's, it's honestly 
my favorite meal service kit that we've done and mm-hmm. we've gotten a lot of them. Uh I've been I've been on a little Mediterranean diet kick lately Ooh. and they've made it very easy to do that. They were calling you a little pesco. Yeah, exactly. That's just what I do. Uh and it's just great. Um they every time I get the box, I always am kind of amazed that all the produce that you take out of it looks like produce that I would have selected myself from the store, which I I feel like I'm a I'm kind of a snot when it comes to doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I they have my faith and I can stand behind it. I, I honestly sometimes the meals are a little too filling. I'm like, "Oh man, like, shout out to my leftovers tomorrow. Pretty damn good. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. With dinners that work for you, not the other way around. They have options for every lifestyle. Like we'll mention, Mediterranean, bada bang, uh, keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, and gluten-free. As the only keto meal kit, by the way, Green Chef makes sticking to a carb-conscious lifestyle easy. Shake off winter with delicious, easy-to-follow recipes that support your healthy lifestyle and taste good, too. Uh do you want to know what they have this week, Will? Hmm. Hit me. Mediterranean chicken with artichokes, roasted peppers, pepita pesto, and Brussels sprouts. How about some creamy paprika shrimp, some bang-bang shrimp, if you will, with green beans, pecans, and cabbage slaw? Maybe a Middle Eastern-style beef bowl with couscous? Those things go so hard. I've had several couscous recipes from Green Chef, and uh, they've kind of reignited my love for couscous after my mom made it all the time when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing, which I have seen firsthand, Green Chef reduces your food waste by up to 38% versus grocery shopping because they're they're portioned correctly. Mm -hmm. You're not letting food sit in your your fridge. It goes bad. You feel bad about throwing it away. Green Mm -hmm. Chef, make the meal. Good to go. So here's the deal. Go to greenchef.com slash mail60 and use code mail60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Again, greenchef.com slash mail60 and use code mail60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, Will. I need your help here. Okay. Hey, guys, I need your help on how to start a long-distance relationship. A friend of mine had been wanting to set me up with her out-of-town friend for months, and she was finally in town this weekend. We hung out, and they already have a crush. I texted my friend saying I want her to work her magic. She was excited and texted said friend, who immediately followed me on Instagram. I slid into her DMs and we messaged back and forth for a day before the conversation ended. My question is, where do I go from here? Since all I have to work with is Instagram, how do I initiate the next convo? Am I limited to replying to her stories? How aggressive can I be? Do I just straight up tell her I'm interested since I feel weird just trying to make general conversation in her DMs? What's the move? Please help. Love you both. Bye. As two uh, former long distance relationshipers. True. We do have some experience. True. Is there a part of this question just like sent me like flashback to high school? When one of your girl space friends mm-hmm. knows you're interested in one of her girl space friends, mm-hmm. and you're like, can you like put Dude, in the, it put was in, so put nice in, having someone word. in your corner? Yeah, put in the good. Word I don't like. feel like it was actually. Con- I, I feel like I feel like the better route in like high school or middle school was just mm-hmm. go- being direct. Correct, but we never. But did it that. felt nice to have someone in yeah. your corner, even though I, I think it did more damage than actual good. It was yeah. like, well, why doesn't he just come talk to me? <laughs> you're always like, can you talk to her? Can you like, can you tell her? Like, I mean, Dude, shout out, yeah, shout out to all the the. The wingmen out there and from high school. The wingwomen wing, out and there. And wingwomen, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who maybe still doing yeah. this today. This dude's got to get off Instagram. Like, he's got he's to take this the iMessage. 
I think you're is right. This guy's but how do you? Because he's got green texts. Uh, if he does, uh, we we might just have to move on to the next question. You don't want you don't want <laughs> to be in that situation. But like, I I get this situation. I feel I feel this guy's pain. Right? She comes in. You have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you didn't get the number there. Yeah, that that's a miss on his part. Right. I, I hate to do this to him, but like you you should have gotten the number that weekend when you hit it off and and hung out or the IG follow right there. So. You're, you kind of started behind the eight ball here. Is getting the number from her friend like the biggest, like that's not the worst thing you can do. I don't do. think that's the worst faux pas in the world. Okay. Because that's one route you could go. You could get the number from the friend sure. and then sure. from there you are, you just have to come up with a good a good intro. Now, the two things I have here are one, yes, you're right now because of the way you set this up, you're limited to story responses, which aren't, it's not a bad thing. It's not great though. It's not you're, you're not directly sliding into the DMs, but story responses for now are going to be your bread and butter mm-hmm. until you you find a way to get that that text number. And number two, your entire purview right now is not necessarily saying I'm interested. Like, you, I think you you slow play that one more than anything. You hung out with her for like 24 hours, maybe like I did the crush thing, but maybe we slow play the crush thing. I think you should be focused on when she is. Perhaps back in town, or you need to, you need to go on a on a friend trip to that to that city. That's what you do. Like uh, you tell like your friends that. who yep. you who you, who set you up with this. You're like, all right, well, we got to do a home and home, and you got you got to go there yeah, because yeah. the the best ability is availability in this sense. And in, unless Dude, you absolutely what you unless do. you yeah you have to either get her back or you need to go to her city. You need to go to her city under the guise of like, oh, I'm not, I, oh, just in town. I got a, yeah. I got a work meeting, mm-hmm. or my, oh, mm-hmm. my boys, whatever. You get get into her city, yeah, and then go from there and say, hey, do you want to like meet up for a drink or come out with me and my buddy for a drink? Mm-hmm. Let's get your number so I'll text you where we're going. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yep. That's a hundred percent. Sit in the back do. seat while the couple that you're friends with is in the front seat. Mm-hmm. Put in your AirPods, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift mastermind, and uh, go to town. Figure it out. That's the we just gave this guy so many. I mean, he's got so many routes he can take here. Yeah, the the route that he's currently taking is not going to be enough. You need to figure this out. Correct, correct. I I don't have anything else. I think we just nailed that one. I, I, one? We did a better job on that one than I thought I was going to when we first. Started. Hell yeah! Hey, uh, how we doing? This person calls old Brett and Sally. Oh. Old, Old Brett and Sally. My girlfriend and I have been dating for six months, and I've noticed she still has photos of her ex on her phone from two years ago. Is this weird? She's the type of girl to leave 85 unread messages and have over 1,200 other unread noties on her phone as well. Is it just the type of person she is, or is this concerning? Thanks, amigos. Y'all have a good one. No. What? That's fine. Could this guy worry less? Like, I yeah, mean, dude, just, you got nothing good. to worry about, my man. You are good, dog. Like, it, People have pictures on their phone. I have, I, I have pictures of like high school actresses on my phone. Sally had, the, Sally had a generation one iPhone, which means that she has every single photo she has ever taken with an iPhone on yeah, her phone. The same. That's, is that, yes. And it's, it's absolutely insane to me that she still has all those photos, but like, what, there's no harm by it. It's like, why would I delete these memories if I can still have them? Correct. Granted, like, I'm definitely not trying. So, for example, mm-hmm. we, uh, our iPad is through Sally. Mm. And so, like, all these photos load automatically onto the iPad. Uh, I could go back and look at every single photo, but why would I ever 
want to go do that. Yeah. Like it just sounds awful. They're just they're just memories that have, have been lived yeah. and, and loved and I don't and need now to go look in... at four years of college photos. <laughs> it's terrible five yeah. years of college photos. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. I think you're good, Doc. I this is not weird. Especially given she's an unread notification person. She's like, such an unread notification. Yeah, person. this girl, this girl is like she, she might be too chill for you, my man. Ooh. Oh. He's got he can't think about he this just kind went of stuff. There. 85 unread messages. If you're an unread me- if you're an unread message person, that means that you don't care about your photo stream at all. Correct. I this is sort of a thing I've always wanted to either ask about or or broach the subject of as a as a non-unread person. I looked at notifications on my phone and my desktop mm-hmm. like herpes. Yeah. I th- they 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 remind me of a disease that I need to cure. I I when I get a new phone, the first thing I do is start going through all the apps where I don't want notifications and I just turn Correct. them off from yep. the jump. I don't even give the opportunity. I don't want to do it. And most of the time unless it is legitimately phone call like the phone app, the mm-hmm. message app or my reminders app, I will take notifications off or I will take the little red dot off of everything. I don't I need to, to see yeah. that. Yep, the little red dot that is on uh Gmail, that is on texts, nope, Slack notices. I don't want any like I d- give me notification chicken pox, like I'm out. Yeah, I'm out on that. I don't so like that's it. why I I immediately maybe not maybe not read and comprehend but I will click the message to like I'll come back to that and mm-hmm. and that may, has that probably uh, kept a few texts from being responded to in my day. Pro- yeah. yeah, I, I, I want to now apologize that, now that they have the unread function. Yeah. Uh, on on iMessage, I use that all the time now. It's made my life a lot easier. Then there's the email people. The the DJ Bean he wants to get to a million unread emails. That's have you, insane. Have, have you is he heard? just signing up? For, is he just signing up for like other other? Like really annoying email services, right? And and I, he's I'd opting argue, into everything. I'd argue that eighty to ninety percent of these emails are all just like the you know the Ray Ban sale, and mm-hmm. they're they're all these marketing emails. Yeah. So uh, my concern for DJ is that he's going to want to get to a million, and Google is only going to have six bits of like inbox numbers, so it'll say nine 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 plus, plus. and plus. DJ is going to be devastated. It's going to say that. I hope it does. I it will be. Think sad, there's anyone out there who uh, listens to this that has a million? I've never seen a million. I've never seen a million. I've seen low emails. hundred thousands. I've never seen yeah. high hundred thousands though. No, I I. If you have a million hundred emails, one like what are you what are you doing? Because couldn't be me. that that email cannot be used for anything useful. It is just a pure marketing email trash bag. Could because not, if you're using be that email for something useful. And you have all those things. You're an insane person. I have three emails that I use. Okay. Every day, and I keep three tabs open on my computer most of the days. Okay. And uh, I use them interchangeably. Like it doesn't matter. I don't care what I send something from, and I don't mm-hmm. care who emails me to what email. Like I will respond and read and go ahead. Like I do everything. But like I, there's very if there's an unread email in my inbox, that means that I have not confronted it yet, and I need to confront it later. And that will mm-hmm. sit there unread until I do it. Yep. I. Uh... I, I kind of soft read, so I'll, I'll read the email, and uh-huh. then I'll I will star it. Like the star is is the email has been read, but not either responded to or like whatever action item. I like the the star See, means the, there's still something. The star for done. me is similar, but the star for me is um, I have read this, I have confronted this, mm-hmm. but I, I'm 
I don't want to forget to confront this later if they do not respond to me. Oh, interesting. So okay. I use the star to keep it top of the inbox. And then once it has been done or once I'm, uh, I, I don't care anymore, I unstar it and I, I put it back with the, uh, the common folk. So what I, so I use my unstar as like, this has been responded to, but there still needs, there's, there still needs to be some sort of follow-up or like content creation, perhaps like, Hey, uh, yep, this all looks good. We'll get this done next week. I keep it in the inbox because I know it needs to be done next week, but there's no action per do you se. Use, do you use tags or anything? No. Folders? I, I don't. I, I'm jealous of the people that do. And there's people that use like, what's that? Like the sur superhuman or whatever. There, there's all these email like, oh, dude, you, like it's all the tech bros who are crypto I would investors. categorize. I used to categorize emails <clears> when uh, I, I did it at Grand X and I did it at my job before Grand X. And the reason I did it was just because uh, it was accountability purposes. Like I just wanted to make sure that if I needed to go find something, I had a place to go find it. Mm -hmm. But like now that I don't have to respond to, like I don't answer to anybody. Like I, I just don't, I don't keep up with it. Like I used to, Yeah, but I, I, I will definitely put like, if something comes through, that's like de deals with like a lawyer. Sure. I mark that like legal or something like that. Yeah, oh, if yeah. something comes through on taxes, I'll mark that taxes, whatever. Like I still do those, but I used to have like very aggressive ones. Really? Like uh, open customer service requests, closed oh, wow. customer service requests. Like I'd Got be it. switching things all the time. And I enjoyed that. I, it makes me feel better to be organized like that, but I'm glad I don't do it anymore. Yeah. The the extent of my organization is I, I'll, I'll do labels on the side, but the like the little tags and the colors, I don't, I don't fuck with oh, those. Oh, see, I, I liked having a, an inbox just full of random colors really? and tags. Yeah. I thought it was pleasing to my eyes. I, I keep basically every email that has anything to do with work because I want to be able to search it. And that has helped me many a time. So I basically, I have a complete tag yeah that is like if this email has been responded to that's done, good and boom that's good because if you, you you know gmail just doesn't keep emails for more than 30 days in the trash i'm like oh well can't go back to that i don't trash anything anymore i just archive it yeah if i if my gmail ever gets yeah. full like i'm just gonna maybe just delete everything and be like eh, i just lost everything mm -hmm. sorry don't know what i can yeah do. i i use one email so if you guys ever like fire me then i am i'm in real deep i have shit. my personal email <laughs> That I use for like all junk or just like random orders online. Mm -hmm. I have my Sunday Scaries email that I've been using since I started Sunday Scaries because I needed an email for it. That I simply have too much stuff that goes in that like gets emailed to that that I still have to check it all the time. Yep. And then I have my washed email, which has become my primary email now. And yeah, I, it's just it's kind of annoying having three inboxes, but uh, it does allow you to separate stuff out a little bit. How do we get here? I don't know, but this that dude, was that was had, five just, to six minutes on Will and Brett's email. Yeah, habits. welcome to the, welcome to email organization, <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> I would listen to that. <laughs> we we always joke about Will and I want to start a uh, an architecture and design podcast. Yeah, we have no we have no previous experience, but like we could at least just pull up photos and like I, gush I, over them. I think know? yeah, I think the extent of it would be like we alternate getting on each other's pinterest pages mm -hmm. or like instagram mm -hmm. saved archives mm -hmm. and uh, go through them and comment on mm -hmm. it and that would be the podcast. maybe we should do a youtube show so people can like look at it with us let's simulcast it it's like happy hour live but for insufferable conversations about design and architecture i would perfect perfect name yeah perfect name you want a perfect product yes how about zbiotics will in in ever skipped a workout because of drinks the night before uh yeah yeah me too. I have. or i've regretted going to that workout mm. immediately because i'm like why did i come here yep if you're committed to your healthy routine this year you need z-biotics we all have busy lives these days and can't afford to waste a day stuck on the couch because of a few drinks the night before and z-biotics is the answer we've all been looking for 
Zbiotics is a pre-alcohol probiotic, the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. I believe it is called acetaldehyde. But I'm, I'm not saying that word. I can't say it. Uh, I'm, that's been weeks in the process getting it somewhere near uh, acetaldehyde. Yeah, acetaldehyde. It is this byproduct, acetaldehyde, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work kind of like your liver, but in your gut where you need it the most. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol. Then drink responsibly and get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. Zbiotics, I, I tried for the first time at the Austin Rodeo. You familiar with? It's like a cookout kind of clone in Austin. No, I, I kind of wish I would have gotten the invite. Uh, it was really cool. Great. and it's all you can eat and all you can drink for ten dollars. That, that sounds like a great event. It was a very cool event. It was awesome. Uh, and I had a Zbiotics before I went. Drank responsibly over the course of the day. Went home. Got a good night's sleep. And woke up the next morning feeling like I did not do anything. Just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed brat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I couldn't, I couldn't attribute it to anything but the Zbiotics I took. I did this before a concert recently. I knew I, was, uh, I knew I was going to drink responsibly, but I also knew that I, had, I could not leave any chance to feel bad the next day. Sure. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing the Zbiotics. There you go. And I, like, I felt completely normal the next day. It was great. Bada bing. Give Zbiotics a try for yourself. Go to zbiotics.com slash mail. To get 15% off your first order when you use mail at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, head to zbiotics.com slash mail and use code mail at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, a couple fun ones to close out here. Will. Okay. Here we go. This first one uh, may not be your wheelhouse. But yeah, it's not my wheelhouse. Certainly my wheelhouse, but I do want your comments on my uh, recommendations. Here we go. What's up, guys? I am putting together a bachelor party for one of my best friends this summer in beautiful Saratoga Springs, New York. Wow. Other than securing a table at the racetrack for Saturday, already done, what are some of your recommendations for a bachelor party weekend for six Late 20s guys. The groom-to-be is definitely what we call a Buffalo Wild Wings guy. Not in the sense that he Fuck goes yeah. to the restaurant a lot, but in the sense that their slogan, Wings Beer Sports, pretty much describes him to a T. Love that. I love just, hey, that's a Buffalo Wild Like You, can, you know mm -hmm. he's a Buffalo mm -hmm. Wild Wings mm -hmm. guy. And you know your boy loves Buffalo Wild Wings. So. He's not necessarily the great. track. He's not there to turn heads with a fashion statement. Yep. He's not there to, to necessarily win a bunch of money. Because he's like a, a, a dialed-in handicapper. He's there to delete beers. Yep. He wants light beers. Crush wings and watch sports. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's a Buffalo Wild Wings mm -hmm. guy. Uh, love the pod and hope you can help me out. Thanks. I feel like you might have touched on this before, but not sure. Well, if we have, let's retouch on this. Um, you did the first part perfectly. That's, six what, late, that's the first thing I would have done. Six late 20s guys to Saratoga. You secure the table. Uh, great, great call. Now, Saratoga is unique in that it is a very small town that swells uh, to about four times the size during the month of July and August. 
which you, I, I'm sure, know yes. very well, coming from Harbor Springs. We yes. will do the Springs versus Springs battle at some point. Um, so the problem with that is that in creating an awesome vacation town, uh, sort of the restaurant resi situation gets dicey. Yeah, it becomes, I mean, at least from my experience, yeah. like, the restaurants don't always have it down because they're not doing it year round. Correct. It's, it's like, all right, let's just endure this couple months and then uh, yeah. we'll go back to operating very simply. That's that's what happens in Saratoga. Now there's very good food. Um, but I would recommend at this point getting a reservation for, uh, call it either Friday or Saturday. And the reason I'm going to say Friday is because Saturday you're going to be at the racetrack at the table, uh, which is great. You're going to, Bet a bunch of money, you're going to win a bunch of money, hopefully. You're probably going to lose. Who cares? It's a lot of fun. And then after Saturday, you're going to go to the horseshoe, Will. Yeah, let's go. I'm in. The horseshoe is a giant outdoor bar space with multiple tents and basically a a huge U of vendors. I'm in on this. Um, All serving beverages at a rapid clip. In the middle of the horseshoe, under the tent, is a live band. Perfect. And it is a scene. It is a time. It is very hard to get to, to move once you've established your little circle. So establish your circle um, near one of the beverage containers or carts mm-hmm. and close to the stage and just rip it. Like, don't plan on Saturday Could dinner. Could join these guys? Yeah, I mean. I would. Yeah, yeah we could. Don't plan on Saturday dinner is my is my point. If you're going to be at the Saturday racetrack all day in your late 20s, guys, you're going to the Horseshoe, and then you're going downtown after. Is there a B-dubs in Saratoga Springs? No. Cliff, closest is Clifton Park. There's probably better wings in, uh, in Saratoga than If you than want wings, if you want wings, the Horseshoe is a great option. There you go. Druthers is a great option. Oh, Horseshoe, very good food. People don't really realize that. They think it's a big party place, and it is, but very good food. Um, the wings at King's Tavern, right across the street from the uh, from the racetrack, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, so plan your your weekend around. Maybe you get around to golf in on Friday again. Very expensive uh, during that time of year because there's not a ton of courses and people are all trying to play them. And if you have six guys, maybe you don't want to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. So what I would do Friday is either you can get out, out to the lake, Saratoga Lake, rent a rent a boat, get to Five Fifty Waterfront. It's their waterfront restaurant out there. Um, and then plan a dinner Friday night. There's some awesome Italian. There's some awesome American. There's some awesome, uh, Asian fusion places. You name it. Cantina is a great Mexican spot. And then go out on Broadway slash Caroline street. Caroline street is our little, it's, it's the offshoot of Broadway. That is just bar, 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 (laughs) bar. It is a little, a little bourbon street, if you will. So that's, it's going to be a lot of fun, but Saturday morning, you're gonna wake up. You're gonna be hungover. You want something to eat? Uncommon grounds. Will is that is that is that the brunch spot of choice? No, it's the coffee and bagel spot of oh, choice. Yeah. That works. That works. The Not water's necessarily up there. brunch. Uh, you could turn it into brunch, but if I'm if I'm going Saturday morning before the track, I'm going to Spring Street Deli. Okay. Yep, I'm going to Spring Street Deli. What's this, what's the order at Spring Street? Uh, let me make sure they still have it. <laughs> that's that's they're, concerning. They're one of the. Uh, I mean, it's it's still it still exists, but they're one of the places that their menu has like every it, like the Thunder Gulch is my sandwich. That sounds like something that would uh, ruin me for the day. It is the Thunder Gulch. So good. the Thunder Gulch, he says. Uh, let me just try to find the menu here. Spring Street Deli. 
So the Thunder Gulch is, uh, let's see, shaved or breaded buffalo chicken with blue cheese, lettuce, tomato on a hero. Yeah, sounds great. So it's a buffalo Wood. chicken sandwich. Yeah, would. So that's what you're gonna. That's where you're gonna get some some morning after mm-hmm. some ammo in the stomach for the racetrack mm-hmm. and maybe grab a beer at kings before walking into the racetrack sounds great horseshoe that night go back down onto caroline street uh after the horseshoe and you might just stay at the horseshoe that's how, I, I i've been there yeah i've been there yeah um but Set yeah shop it is a great town it is a beautiful city and you're gonna have a lot of fun i need to go you do i'm gonna follow this uh I'm going to follow this exact itinerary when uh, when I finally get the opportunity to head up. Restaurants of choice that you should hit. I mentioned a couple of kind of lunchy, uh, breakfasty spots. Cantina for Mexican. Uh, Salivo for Italian. Um, Druthers for just a down-home kind of American brew pub. Oh, hell yeah, Druthers. Pub. Druthers hell bar. Yeah, yeah, Druthers. The only thing about Druthers is that I, I take offense to as a member of a... Uh, a brewery that my family may or may not have helped start. Uh, they only do their own beer there. They don't allow outsiders oh, in. Okay. okay. And like, I get where they're coming from there, but you can only order Druthers beer at Druthers uh, beer, I, I guess it's a brew pub. And I've never, that's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Like at least give two or three taps to local, local I agree. beers. Yeah. I agree. Like you're, you're a local beer trying to make it in the world. And you like that's, that's what like you what Pine House does. Pine House has like they have right, all their they own have beers, their but then they have several other beers from other places. Yeah, even other Austin. The beers. golden rule: treat yeah. people the way you want to be treated. Love thy neighbor. Yeah. Um, want to do the last one, Will? Yeah. Good afternoon, boys. I'm curious on y'all putting up the famous Matt's El Rancho versus El Tiempo. Give me your orders for both, and think a foursome with the boys just happened previously. Probably an hour has passed. Because I'm a sweat boy and need a shower. Thanks. I'll shut up and listen. This just makes me want to go play golf and then have a very much planned jaunt over to, to El Tiempo. I, I or think Mets. that's what I'm doing Saturday. Like I, I don't see a scenario where I get off the course at like 4:30 p.m. Mm-hmm. on Saturday and don't immediately get text max. Like I just don't see. I don't see a scenario. No, I, I I would very much agree with that. This debate is not much of a debate, in my opinion. I think it's getting closer and closer. Really? Let's talk it out. In that El Tiempo is getting worse or Matz is getting better? I just think that I may be, I may be having some realizations about uh, my, my love for El Tiempo wow. is amplified by how little I get it. And so the things that I crave from yep. there, I get, I get more excited to go have. But I think when it comes to an everyday variety, like Matt's has just been hitting for me lately. It's been wow. Hitting. Well, like okay, let's 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 just get it. Let's get let's get this question out of the way when it comes to the uh, actual logistics standpoint. Sure. By the way, Matt's El Rancho, Austin's famous TouchMart spot. Correct. El Tiempo, Houston. Houston's famous TouchMart spot. El Tiempo is an easy one because you just go fillet fajitas, and they're then and they're, they're always going to deliver. Yeah. Yep. And that's what most people do, and and they're really really good. It's it's a little more expensive for a Tex Mex meal than you're used to, but it's that's the move, and you just go crazy on those. Maybe you get a pitcher of margaritas. Mm-hmm. Uh, their queso is, um, is goaded. No, okay, uh, by, by Brett. Goated. By Brett. Goated. I will say that most people I, I I would think would put 
the Bob Armstrong dip from Matt Sal Rancho above the queso. And that is such a bad take. That is a terrible per take. Bread, it's a bad take. Per Matt Sal Rancho queso does not hold a candle to El Tiempo queso. I disagree, but I'm also uh, I'm also not eating a lot of queso at Tex-Mex restaurants lately because uh, it, it ruins the rest of my night. So I've it's been true. I've been having a couple dips and uh, moving on and trying not to make it a part of my my rotation. I don't have that kind of willpower. I I do. Good. I'm I'm it's happy. It's been great. Uh, with with Matt's El Rancho queso, though, I'm going to give them this credit. They at the last dinner we had, something changed in the queso recipe that. That delivered on a level that they never had before. Okay. okay. So I'm going to give them, I, I need to give them so credit like, oh, for that. Our queso haters here. What do we do? Uh, El Tiempo does this thing with their queso, though, that they bring out different chips mm-hmm. for their queso. Yeah. They're like the buttery, they're kind of thicker uh, tortillas. Yeah, I like, I like thin chips, but I'll just use the other ones. Right. I, I The other ones are so savory and like so, it's almost like eating a croissant with queso cheese. I guess that's redundant. Are there queso. any are there any uh, other things that you ordered El Tiempo? Uh, like you you have a mix in order that yeah, has like chicken in it or something. Yeah, I, I'll do a uh, chicken fajita quesadilla okay. at El Tiempo. I'm I'm not. I afraid knew you've to done that before. Quesadilla boy. I I just don't. I simply have never been in Houston enough to uh, mix in something else outside of the sure. fajitas there. Yeah, and, and fajitas are the are are far and away the most common order. Uh, I like how they do the the tower, the fajita yeah. tower. They also have a garlic butter sauce that is almost almost undefeated. See, if I had to if I had to put um, if I had to rank all the things I like about each of these restaurants on one list, sure, the fajitas from El Tiempo are going to be number one on that list. That's fair. My issue is that I think that like the next three things for me are Matt's El Rancho. Uh, and that's fair. And then the, then it becomes a lineup question. Like, are you it's hitting tough. for are you hitting for power? Or are you hitting for average? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I think the um, the margaritas. I, I think I'm going to give to Matt's. I like Matt's margaritas more. I, I and I went into my last I went into my last trip at El Tiempo with an eye on the margaritas to see how I felt about yeah. it. Yeah, and and I was like, you know what? It's not even close to me. I really like really. Matt's more. I'm I'm gonna get. I'll, I'll say it's 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 close to me. But Matt's does have the edge, margaritas wise. Okay. El Tiempo queso and salsa to me are better. The those to me, but they're not the, to you. They're not they're not make or break thing. They're not. Yeah, that's not make or break for me. Sure, sure. Um, ambiance wise, this is hard because there's numerous up. El Tiempos. Yeah, you know, there's some El Tiempos that I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to that one. It's a little, sure. it's like just like a lot of people all over each other. But sometimes you want that. Yeah, sometimes you want that. Sometimes you get to go to the back patio. Yo, the back patio at the uh, Washington El Tiempo and the upstairs at the Westheimer one. Fantastic. Yeah, dude, I want El Tiempo right now. I do too. Sounds great. I do too. Um, And then, like, if if, to me, quesadilla battle, El Tiempo landslide, and Matzel Rancho to to answer this guy's question. Quesadilla battle. To answer this guy's question, Matzel Rancho, I have I have an order now. I very rarely stray from it. It is the uh, fish tacos on flour tortillas with the finishing sauce. Fried or grilled? I go both. Okay. Kind of depending on the mood I'm in. But uh, 
the fry, I go fried go for the lunch good. special because you only get one yep. fish taco with yep. the lunch That's special. Fair. And then I do grilled when I do two tacos. Totally fair. I think the fried might actually be better, which is not a take I usually have about this. Yeah, the fry, they're both really good. I, I go white fish with it. I haven't tried the red fish yet just because I think red fish has more of a, a taste. I almost feel like it's kind of a pointless upgrade at this yeah. point. Agreed. Um, and then El Tiempo, it's the filet fajitas, like you said. Uh, even some chicken fajitas too. I usually do a combination. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of the usual order. I, I'll I'll give El Tiempo the edge. If not, like it didn't win by a head to me. It wins by a length. To go back to the horse racing analogy, there was a time in my life where El Tiempo was winning. Wow. I'm, I'm no longer in that phase. I'm I going think, through my Matt's era. I um, think a lot of Austin people who are familiar with Houston will even say like, "Hey, El Tiempo." Yeah, I think is, some people is, will. is is good. I think some is, people is, will. if not better. Uh, my, if I'm going there, my order is, uh, and I'm going to get naughty with this. This is like, this is like the boys need to sober up a little bit wow. before we go out. Wow. Okay. While also drinking Mexican martinis. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a Bob Armstrong queso dip to the table. Okay. Along with that, we're getting sauteed jalapenos and onions, and we're making tacos out of those with some flour tortillas. I don't hate it. Just hammering it. I don't hate it. For dinner, I mix in like four different things at Matt's. Yeah, do the tacos al carbone, just steak tacos that I think are just a classic, especially if you want steak. It's weird that he's like allowed to still be like out of jail. And- al carbone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's done some fucked up shit. Yeah. Uh, then uh, the other order I will do is the Azadero tacos, which is essentially just the steak tacos with Azadero cheese. Same thing. Uh, yep. I will also go, I'll go fajitas every once in a while, but it's you're better off going tacos al carbone if you're going steak fajitas. Okay. Uh, fish tacos. I usually go redfish grilled, but I think I'm I think I'm entering uh, a time in my life where I need to start going uh, fried. Whoa! And usually then, it's the opposite of like, I, hey, I probably should do grilled now. No, I, I had a fried <laughs> one recently, and I was like, man, I need to do this every time. Uh, and then the only other thing that I'll really order there is enchiladas, and usually I'll just do shredded chicken or uh, cheese enchiladas, uh, tomatillo salsa and or sauce and uh, and a, a dollop of of queso. It's it's wonderful. I will fill your stomach on a cold day. Enchiladas uh, at El Tiempo, they, they go very hard. Do they? They go very hard. Try it they go very hard. I need I'm to gonna, try I'm going to be honest with you. El Tiempo wins my battle. Uh, Mansell Rancho wins Will's battle. And so and and so continues the great text match debate. Both yeah. of them, let, let's be honest though. Anything in Dallas? Well, yeah. yeah. We have to be quiet. We can't talk about that. I'm just, I'm, I'm mostly talking about Miko. I don't know if Dallas is. I've only had really Miko. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't. I yeah, didn't love fine. it. It's fine. I thought it's it was fine. fine. But fine. I had it for lunch and we weren't drinking and going crazy or anything. So the vibes weren't, they were not firing. Go crazy. Yeah, wild. Exactly. There's no LMFAO playing. Uh, do you have any shower thoughts before we bounce out of here? With- I have one. Okay. I have one. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I have a son. Uh, he's pale. <laughs> he, he'll get sunburned in his life a lot. Pale. You, you and I are no strangers to sunburns. No, God, no. I, I can walk into a... Uh, a Home Depot and just get sunburned. You ever gotten the tops of your feet sunburned before? Uh, tops of your feet are are top th- three worst spots. It's terrible. Uh, nipples. It's always un- well, like top of the feet's always oh, unexpected to me. Yeah. I, I, it's like, man, I didn't even think about that. But here's a question for you. Okay. Why don't the bottom of our feet get burned? Because they're not exposed to, to the sun. I I disagree. Okay. How many times um, are you laying on a beach chair and your feet are just sitting there and they're and they're bare and they're out in the sun? There has to be a scenario where one of your feet is in the sun for long enough to get burned. Okay. Also, like when if you're one of those people that wants to tan your back and you start laying on your stomach, then mm-hmm. your feet are just completely as exposed as your back, and your back will get totally burned, and your feet will just not be. My answer to this is going to be, um, 
potentially scientifically ignorant, but that's never stopped me before. Does the does the fact that like your your palms and the bottoms of your feet have have more hardy skin, like there's there's more layers of skin so that they're less affected by that's the That's what sun? my brain tells me. Right. I don't know if that's but anywhere like, I don't near know the accurate. correlation between those two things. If there is a correlation at all. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, that's my guess, though. But doesn't it seem like, like it just seems like it would happen like once to me? Like, it, I mean, I bet you if somebody like really like if you really tried to sunburn the bottom of your feet, you probably could. You probably could. And it would probably get like the arch, you know, because like the, the the balls of the your supple, feet, the more supple part, and that probably hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. You ever like like cut your foot? <sighs> my my dickhead friend shouts to Lebo, who uh, you know him from Mudsy. He's not a dickhead. He's a great guy. But we, we did uh, we we hiked in San Diego, barefoot on this fucking trail. Oh, it was yeah, like hundred degrees. And he's like, "Oh, you gotta do it barefoot. That's like that's the way of the land, man. Not the barefoot. Mo- not the move. Uh, it was like three miles long and on like lava hot rock. Yeah. And it, I got off, and I was like, "Man, my feet really fucking hurt. This is weird." And I looked down, blisters like the size of 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 baseballs on every part of my foot. And I was like, is this normal? He's like, no, dude, that's weird. Like, well, how did that happen? I'm like, I don't know. Because maybe I don't walk barefoot. I'm on. like, yeah. That's not what I do. Yeah. So if you're doing the Ho Chi Minh Trail in San Diego, more towards La Jolla, uh, just just you wear just shoes. Just put shoes on? Yeah. That's that's Brett's that's Brett's uh That's my shower. That's his advice for the dead. <laughs> Please subscribe to the mail in rate five stars review and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Malin Podcast. Will DeFreeze, where can the people find you? Go hit me at Will DeFreeze. You can add me on Be Real, but I'm going to be real. I don't know how to accept friends at this point. Wow. I had someone wow. else set it up for me. Okay. Okay. So uh, major shout out to my Be Real. I try to do one every day. <laughs> major shout out to Abby. He was a, he's a Be Real kid. Major shout out to uh, intern Abby uh, from he's last a, he's summer. He's one of my six friends on Be Real. Nice. Nice. Uh, I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman. On both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Will, thank you so much for thank filling in. Thank you for having me, Brett. This was delightful. Uh, we'll have to do an episode in the future where you and your wife are on. I agree. I, I agree. Think be we fun. can do that. We can work that out. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Will DeFreeze. Uh, congrats on the success of Sunday Scaries, by the way. 400,000 followers. We've been cooking. Nothing, nothing to scoff at. It's good. It's, it's good. very good. Uh, thanks for listening again. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.